If the bear comes into the room, we all would be doing this thing called fight or flight. The human body is amazing in its ability to handle acute stress, that's the bear, but we're not designed to handle this thing called chronic stress. Welcome back to another Rusty Move podcast. This is Chris today. And today's conversation I wanna have with you is about stress. Think about stress for a minute. It's a conversation that our entire world is having over the last few years, but it's been going on for a long time. And I truly believe that most people truly don't understand this thing called stress. And if we put a couple things to that, 80%, 80%, this is a crazy number, maybe it's 90% of our healthcare expenditures are directly related to stress. It's a wrecking ball for our health. And there's been, never been a time in our world today that we're moving, we're moving so fast. And we're a society that's under resting. We overbreathe, we undersleep, we don't move our bodies. Again, the list goes on, but we're not getting enough rest. And one of the things I tell my clients, and I've told my clients for this over the years, that you can't train. I mean, you think about LeBron James, for example. His trainer, one of the greatest things his trainer taught him that he needed more rest and recovery. And I find more and more people, that's their missing link. They're not getting enough rest and rejuvenation. And so when you think about one of the greatest things to help our overall health is getting enough rest. But before you dive into rest and rejuvenation strategies and tactics, I want to talk about stress. What is stress? So the definition of stress is this. It's physical. So if somebody asks you, what is stress? Your answer would be, it's physical. Okay, so if I feel threatened, here comes the bear. If the bear comes into the room, we all would be doing this thing called fight or flight. The human body is amazing in its ability to handle acute stress. That's the bear, but we're not designed to handle this thing called chronic stress. The diseases of today are much deadlier than they were 100 years ago bubonic plague, yellow fever. Today, it's cancer, heart disease, direct related to this thing called chronic stress. So again, understand stress is physical. So if I feel threatened, it doesn't matter whether it's real or not, whether the bear is there or not, if I feel threatened, the body's gonna react physically, and that's the fight or flight. Heart rate goes up, pupils dilate, muscles contract, hormones start to change, but the big takeaway is this, digestion begins to shut down. And when digestion begins to shut down, again, we're running from the bear, your immune system's compromised. The hazmat suit that protects us is starting to fall apart. So again, understanding the power, digestive health issues have never been worse. You can't have good digestion if you're running from the bear all the time. So again, understand that stress is physical. So that's the big takeaway in this podcast today is understanding that stress is physical. Now, if we dive in a little bit deeper here, okay, I get it, Chris, stress is physical, but what can we do about it? Understanding that this, you are the source and solution to your stress. Now, that's not always nice to hear, that we, but we are, that's a gift. And the two big mistakes we make with stress, number one, we overestimate the threat. How many of us have ever overestimated the threat? I know I have. 
A handful of years ago when COVID hit, I lost 17 speaking events in four days. And then our, my entire calendar disappeared. Did I overestimate the threat at the time? Absolutely. And then our team, we learned how to pivot. We did virtual. But at that point, I definitely overestimated the threat. The second mistake we make is we underestimate our ability to handle or manage our stress. And that's what I'm going to talk about right now. Step number one, we have to understand how to reframe your conversations around your stressors. So stress is over here. It's physical. And if I ask you this, what are your top three stressors? Your stressors, my stressors might be completely different. And that's what makes the world go around. But what keeps you awake at night? Those are your stressors. Could you have a different conversation about those stressors? Are they really as scary as we think? Most of the time when I have things in my life that are really bothering me, keeping me awake at night, and I start diving deeper, I find that they're not as scary as I once thought. Again, back to the speaking. I lost my entire calendar for the year at the time they overestimate it. But when I started drilling down, what can we do differently? And how do we pivot? And how do we do this and this differently? And the more we do that, we find that, wow, I might even have better solutions, but it's not as scary as we once thought. So that's your beginning homework. Number one is, could you reframe your top three stressors and maybe dive in a little deeper? Also, could you eliminate a couple of them? So if you're walking home from school every day and you got that junkyard dog right there scaring the crap out of us, maybe we don't take the same route home. We've all done this before. Could you possibly eliminate it? So when you think about reframing, maybe eliminating, then we move into this thing called breath. So number two is one of the greatest skills. You've heard this many times if you've been on any of our podcasts before or watched any of our stuff or read any of our material. But breath is a skill that more and more people are now starting to pay attention to. It's one of the fastest ways to calm the nervous system. So imagine this. If my nervous system is out of balance, that's called the autonomic nervous system. So the autonomic nervous system, thank goodness we have this thing. The human body is incredible. But the autonomic nervous system does so many wonderful things. For example, imagine if you had to think about breathing while you're sleeping or your heart beating, that's the autonomic nervous system. And you have two pathways of the autonomic nervous system. Pathway number one is called the sympathetic nervous system. That's the gas pedal, that's the fight or flight. Here comes the bear, boom, it's kicking in. The other side is called the parasympathetic nervous system, or many people talk about this as rest and digest. That's the break. So the sympathetic nervous system is the gas pedal, Imagine if the gas pedal is going all day long, we're going to get out of balance. We're going to be a mess. And imagine if you got the break on all day, I don't want to get out of bed. So again, depression is that, that, that parasympathetic nervous system, and anxiety is more on the sympathetic nervous system. And we've never had more mental health issues than we do today. That's why we're talking about stress today. So understand, how do you balance the two? It's not one side is better than the other. It's how do you bring it back into balance? Because there's no such thing as good and bad stress. There's good arousal, but stress basically makes the nervous system out of balance. And the goal is how do you bring it back into balance? So we talked about reframing. Number two, we're going to talk about breathing. And breathing is one of the fastest ways 
to rebalance the nervous system. And you can do it 24-7. It's one of the greatest skills. One of my great friends and colleagues, Dr. Phil Nuremberg, I mentored with this guy for like 15 years training, and that's all he talked about. In fact, people would come into the, the training and they were going, is Phil going to talk about breathing again today? And I would look him in the eye and I'm like, you know, he's going to talk about it until you get it right because it's one of the greatest skills you can do to calm the mind and relax the body. Now, one of the strategies I'm going to help you with today is called alternate nostril breathing. Now, I don't know about you, but I never knew this. I thought the nasal passages were just an exhaust for the, for the body to get air in and out. And reality is the nasal passages are the nervous system's balance system. So again, one of the greatest things you can do is learning how to use the nose and alternate nostril breathing. So here's how it goes. You take your right index finger and you put it right on your right nostril. Full inhalation, full exhalation. That, the, in the left nostril is the, the parasympathetic nervous system. The right nostril is the, the sympathetic nervous system. So again, I do that full inhalation, full exhalation, and then I change sides. And do that for three breaths. You will be shocked how powerful that is to calm the mind and relax the body. Every school system could start every class with alternate nostril breathing. You would have this skill the rest of your life. So again, one of the fastest things to do to help balance the nervous system is doing alternate nostril breathing. Again, three times on each side, it resets the body amazingly quick. Number two about breathing, so again, reframing is number one, breathing is number two, but the second component of breathing is this. We need to start breathing through the nose 24-7. So we talked about alternate nostril breathing, but I want you to breathe through the nose and pay attention how much you breathe through your mouth. I want you to start breathing through your nose 24-7. Besides eating, drinking, maybe working out, breathe through the nose 24-7. From there, we gotta start using the diaphragm. The diaphragm is that dome-shaped muscle underneath the lungs. One of the two most important muscles in the human body is the heart and the diaphragm. And as we age, the diaphragm gets weak. So if we're not using the diaphragm, we become more of a chest breather, you lose the strength of the diaphragm. One of the things we like to do is have people blow up a balloon because balloon, when you blow up the balloon, you have to use the diaphragm. It's a great way to see the strength of your diaphragm. So when you use the diaphragm, what's so special about using the diaphragm? Well, not only helps you get more oxygen in and out of the body, it also helps to calm the mind and relax the body because of the vagus nerve. So the vagus nerve is the nerve, one of the longest nerves in the human body, it connects to the diaphragm, and anytime you use the diaphragm, it stimulates the vagus nerve. And what does that do? It stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system and calms the, the sympathetic nervous system. So it's like an automatic break to relax the body. Now, here's just a side note here. People have blood pressure problems like never before. One of the greatest things I can teach you today is learning how to use the nose, the diaphragm is slowing it down, and it's one of the fastest ways to lower your blood pressure. And how does it do that? Because it's calming the nervous system. So if you have blood pressure issues out there, we have a whole podcast on breathing and blood pressure. But think about this. I breathe through my nose. I use my diaphragm. Take a deep breath. The belly expands. When I exhale, the belly comes back in. And then last but not least, I need to slow it down. Four-second inhalation, 
six to eight second exhalation. So if you can breathe through your nose, use your diaphragm, maybe one to two minutes, try this exercise and slowing it down, it's one of the fastest ways to calm the sympathetic nervous system and stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system. Now I'm more of a chill pill, I'm nice and relaxed, rejuvenation, here comes the stress beast that starts to disappear. Number, so when you think about reframing, that's number one, number two is breathing, and number three is sleeping. So I hear this, you watch this every night on TV, hormones, this and that, T levels, the list goes on. Step back for a second. Why do we have an epidemic of a hormonal imbalances? It's because we have too much of this physical stress. So when the stress button comes on, that's cortisol, adrenaline, those are your stress hormones. They go up. When the stress hormones are turned on, what hormones do you think are turned off? That is your building or your sex hormones. That's progesterone, that's growth hormone, that's testosterone. And so one of the things I always like to talk about, one of the greatest indicators of aging is getting your testosterone level checked. And I know when people have too much stress in their life, they're not getting enough sleep, they're breathing through their chest, they're eating crummy, they're not moving their body, I don't even need to get their testosterone level checked, I know it's going to be low. And the answer is not taking more hormone replacement. The answer is changing your lifestyle. And a big part of that is understanding stress, then understanding how I can reframe, how I can breathe, and then the power of sleep. Because in stage three of sleep is when my sex and building hormones are made. If I'm up all the time, I'm not going to have good hormones. So again, one of the greatest indicators of people being healthy as they age, again, sleep is a big deal. And the last piece is space. Never before in our society, around the globe, do we have less space. I call it losing space. In 1940, think about this for a minute. In 1940, we were averaging around eight and a half to nine hours of sleep. Then we were working eight hours, and then we had this thing called survival time, and then we moved in this thing called white space. And white space is time for you. We had about five hours of white space in 1940. 2007, 2008, the iPhone, that were more screen time, space started to shrink, we're sleeping less. And today, think about this for a minute. Today, we're sleeping less than six and a half hours per night. Work, life, balance completely blurred together, we all know that. But the thing I want you to take away with this is that we have very little space in our life. In my latest book, Rest, Eat, Move, I have a whole entire section on rest. And if I had to redo my book, right now, today, it's, it's breathing, it's sleeping, and space. If I had to do it over again, I would probably put space at the top, then followed by breathing and sleep. We need to get more space. We need to protect it. We need to open it up. But we're not getting enough space. I like to tell this story. Years ago, I was speaking in Hong Kong. And our plane from Hong Kong to Seoul, Korea, and then back to the United States, we were delayed coming out of Hong Kong. When we arrived in Seoul, Korea, it was four in the morning. Then our flight was delayed again. We're not flying out till noon. People were kind of melting down. We're in the airport. It's basically closed to a certain extent. And I looked over and I'm like, gosh, you know, that's a long flight back to the United States, about 15 hours. And nobody's looking forward to this long flight. And 
everybody's physically stressed. I mean, we were just not excited about this getting on that plane. We are tired, we are exhausted, bodies breaking down. And I looked over and I saw this massage spa area that opened up at 6 a.m. So I walked over there and I talked to the woman and I said, hey, um, do you have any openings for massage? She said, yeah, I can get in at 7.30. Would you like an hour and a half massage? I go, for sure. So I get this hour and a half massage, then I take a shower, and I got all you know dressed and everything else, and I came out about quarter to 10. We got on the plane around 11.30, and everybody's asking me, why are you so happy? I said, because I had time to recover. I had enough rest and rejuvenation. I had all this time and space to help my body recover. This is what's not going on in our world today. Stress is physical, it's breaking us down. We have to reframe conversations with ourselves, but the big takeaway is this. We have to understand the power of breath, the power of sleeping, and do we have enough space in our life? Because if we don't take care of this beast, 80%, maybe to 90% of our healthcare expenditures are directly related to this wrecking ball, and that is stress. So leaving here today, I want you to think about this. You are the source and solution to your stress. You are that source and solution. We all have it. Nobody's immune to this. But we do have the skills if we practice some of these basic skills. Alternate nostril breathing. Breathing through the nose 24-7. Using your diaphragm. Slowing it down. Pay attention to your sleep. If I'm sleeping six hours, you're probably not going to have good hormonal balance. The list goes on. Maybe you add a half hour more to sleeping. Maybe you change your environment. You start putting more importance on sleeping. Because if I sleep and I'm prepared, it's amazing what happens. And I hear this so much. People talk about eating and, and moving. and I'm tired. I don't feel like it. Well, your willpower is going to disappear if you're not getting enough rest and rejuvenation. If the stress button is on all the time. We're going to have a problem with that. So I want you to take away today is this. You are the source and solution to stress. You learn a little bit more about stress. Stress is physical. Most stress is what we say to ourselves. Are we opening the bottle of wine before it's time? We've all been guilty of that. And I want to end with this. Remember this, more than ever before, you have the power to feel your best. I'll see you next time.